Welcome to the Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. Even as many states and the U.S. military are banning TikTok, some students are using the social media platform to learn about everything from gender to Black history. This is more than a dozen states have passed laws regulating discussions over such subjects. Isis Spann, a former kindergarten teacher in Goose Creek, South Carolina, quit her job in 2019 after her school district limited her from sharing stories about certain civil rights figures in her plans for a classroom Black History program for her students. Spann now runs the educational company Fundamentals of Learning and says she is happy to be able to provide materials without checking the rules of any school or administrator. Span says young people need to learn because knowing their history can show them they can have a bright future because it has been done before. That conversation after this short break. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I was putting on my Black History program, as I've done by that time, six years already. Um, but it was at a previous school, at a previous district. So I didn't think to ask permission, per se, um, because it was something that I've always done. And I want to also note that I taught kindergarten. So when we teach kindergarten and we teach Black History, it's very... Uh, kid friendly. So we're not talking about lynchings. We're not talking about slavery. We're not talking about, you know, those things that you may hear or talk about in high school or, or college. So yeah, so it was, it was, I want to say late November and I started to plan and then I got called into the principal's office and I'm just like, what is happening? Like why, 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 why is, why is this a problem? Um, so the first, and, and I met with the principal, I want to say three or four times. Um, so I went through that whole process. Um, I, I still have my kids do their Black History Museum. And I want to say maybe a week or two after that, I resigned. And I want to say that year I had 18 students and they would take their desk and they would become their podium. And let's say we had uh, Aretha Franklin. So she would be dressed in whatever garb she wanted to wear. And then as you walk by, she would say her name when she was born and why she was important to Black history. And then you would walk to the next kid. They would say, hi, I'm President Barack Obama. This is my birth date. This is why I'm important. And you feel that this school district was pretty much like, well, we can talk about President Obama, but not say Malcolm X. 
Exactly. Yep. That was one of the names that got taken off. So Malcolm X was, um, so what they asked me to do, which, which I thought was, was also a little absurd was actually submit my list to the district of the individuals that would be a part of the museum. And I, I've always been very vocal about not including Martin Luther King Jr., not including Rosa Parks. And, and I personally felt that way because I didn't learn about the Greensboro Four or, you know, just other prominent figures until I was in college. But I always knew about Rosa Parks and I always knew about Martin Luther King Jr. And I didn't want that to be the experience for my students. So I was just intentional about including names like Mary McLeod Bethune, um, Septima Plea Clark, which made sense because we're in South Carolina to include those individuals that 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 have added to the richness of this state and and to black education and that was one of the you know the the biggest parts of it that hurt me because i knew how important it was for my children who at that time were 50 percent hispanic and 50 percent black but i knew how important it was for them to know about these individuals way before my experience of being a, a 18 19 year old I, I i never quite understood why I was being attacked as if I didn't know how to approach the content for my students. It was more of, I don't want, for, from the district, it was more of, I don't want you to talk about this person. I don't want you to talk about this concept. I don't want you to do this. So you have to only talk about, you know, these prominent figures that we're allowing you to talk about. And I will go back and say that all of this started, honestly, because of a parent letter saying that their child shouldn't have to learn about black history. So having had that happen with the letter and you know that there are school districts all over the nation that have banned everything from teaching black history to teaching about LGBTQ people, et cetera. I wonder Mm -hmm. what you think to hear that some students are now going to TikTok to teach Mm -hmm. themselves these kind of issues because they're not being taught in the classroom. What do you think about that? Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing. I think that it's something that I wish that I had access to when I was in high school. Um, I'm a, I'm a graduate of the HBCU, Johnson C. Smith University. And it wasn't until my sophomore year when I learned about freedom schools and I learned about, um, just more about bus boycotts and sit-ins that I was really like, if I had known these things, when I was in kindergarten, when I was in elementary school, I would have seen myself differently. I've got to ask you, though, I'm the daughter of a teacher, right? So all I can see is my mother going, this is great. How do we know that they're using actual facts and not just the, the disinformation that's out there, frankly, on pretty much every social media platform? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it's important, too, to have individuals that you can trust and have those individuals lead you in the right direction because you're absolutely right. There is a lot of misinformation out there, but if my mom says it, a lot of times I'm going to, I'm going to believe it to a certain extent. Um, so it's really about having those individuals that you can also trust that, that they're going to lead you in the right direction. And also a lot of times kids also have the opportunity to check different sources. TikTok is a source, right? There are different Google sources. There are different books. So I would also, you know, encourage, especially my, my high schoolers and my college students, don't just use one source of information. Like I'm, I'm a 
firm believer also in doing interviews. Like everyone knows someone that actually have these lived experiences. So while TikTok is a beautiful resource, we also have to tap tap back into that community aspect of it. I'm curious. You said that if you had known about some of the things you learned in high school and college when you were in kindergarten, it would have made you think differently about yourself. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that to people that are not people of color, who are not LGBTQ, who don't understand what that means? Yeah, I can just say growing up, um, having a single mother, ugh, I get so emotional when I think about it. You only experience what you see. Like, I didn't know that Black people were doctors until I got to college. I didn't know that Black people built schools until I got to college. Um, and that's just something, like, as a kid, you you want to be something. Like, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that, that kids want to do something good with their lives. But it's really about those examples that they see those examples that that they have and I was lucky and I was fortunate to always have really really great teachers and that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to be a teacher because I love the way that teachers made me feel and even though they did that great job of of making me feel that way like I still just needed to know that I was somebody and if I and if I had that I would have made different choices um, just as far as like, how I love myself and how I cared about myself. And that's important for, for kids to have that, that mirror of, of who they can be and what they can become and that it's been done before. I think that's the biggest thing for me is that it has been done before and it has been done by someone that looks like you. It has been done by someone who has survive the same things that you're going through and and kids don't get that enough black kids don't get that enough it's it's either or it's either you're going to go down this path or you're not either you're going to be successful or you're not and it's really not that they don't get to live kind of like in that in between and like just discover who they are and just try different things it's almost like an either or um and that's one of the biggest, you know, parts of, of parts of my company about our mission is just really helping every kid to understand that you're a genius and that you can that you can do wonderful, wonderful and beautiful things. And and I believe in you. And that's something that definitely kids, black kids don't get that enough. Somebody just to say, I believe in you. Whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're doing, I believe that thing. And I believe that you're brilliant enough to make that thing happen. That was Isa Spann, who runs the educational company Fundamentals of Learning. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Alan Peng for his production assistance. Like what you hear? Come back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Friday. Follow the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast and leave a rating or review. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys, CBS News. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. 
This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.